The IRS thinks that you might not be paying taxes on your NFTs, and they're probing the dark web to investigate. An actual house is an NFT now, and the NFT game market is booming as startups raise millions of dollars. Jake Paul's NFT sale didn't go gangbusters. Major League Baseball cards have finally arrived as NFTs, and blockchain heroes make their first appearance on Ethereum. If you like digital collectibles, you're in the right place for episode number 49 of the mostly unlistenable Nifty Show. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show. And this is the Nifty Show, episode number 49. That is Travis Wright, that guy right there. <laughs> you got to choke me up with that. What's that? You choke, got me all choked up. Oh, with that that beautiful introduction right there? Yeah, you're like, this is Travis Wright. And I was like, yes, it is. The same yes. him. And that's you're supposed to introduce me. Okay. He's the other guy. I'm the other guy, so well, he's the, the other show. guy on the show, and um, he's my apprentice. <laughs> I have learned so much from you, <laughs> Obi Wan Katravis. Uh, it's my pleasure, Obi Wan Joby. There is so much happening in the NFT world, and that's pretty much going to be the mantra for every show because I don't think there's ever going to be a time where there's not so much happening. We're always discovering more news, more activity taking place, and. I really think that the NFT market is decoupled from the crypto market, from the price of Bitcoin. Because if you look at Atomic Hub, the activity is, it just continues to grow. And that's on wax. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. if you look at OpenSea and some of these Ethereum-based cryptos, that um, NFT activity is not stopping just because the price of Bitcoin is down. Yeah, we did see, you know, that that Bitcoin went down from like 63 to 50 grand. It looked like somebody just went in and took a big dump. Like somebody was dumping a lot of coins all at once is what it looked like. And um, it impacted the market. But I mean, look at it. I mean, you look at some of the largest, some of these largest projects that they didn't get impacted that much. I mean, flow over the last week was only down 3.8%. It's still $32. Like Chili's is actually up over the course of the week. Theta went down a little bit. Engine coin went down about 20%. Decentraland went up 16%. So it's like, you know, you over, you look at it, you go, okay, well, there's some things that uh, some things are impacted. Some things are not. Ecomi, that token, that's been on a steady sort of downward trend here for a while. Omi has been down. It was all the way up to 2.5 billion at one point. Now it's at one point, almost 1.2 billion. So that's taking a hit. Alien worlds. We called this one last week, right? We're like, all right, well, there's not a whole, once some people start liquidating, this price is going to go down and it was at six bucks and we knew it was going to go down. It went down 95% this week, but still it's at 34%, which is still pretty high. Wouldn't you say? Uh, 34 cents. Yeah. I still yeah. think it, it's higher than what uh, anybody anticipated it would be. And so uh, for those of you that are watching the video version of this on YouTube, we do screen share and show you the stories that we're referencing. Right now we're on CoinGecko.com. If you go up to the top and you click the NFT tab, it takes you to the um, the, the cryptos that are hot in the NFT market. Mm-hmm. And you stop can stop right there. Down. Stop right there, if you would. 
You want to know just, right now? Okay. Just based on 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 your screen versus my screen, what is interesting? But look at this right here. You scroll down, scroll up just a little bit more, so you can get Alien Worlds in there. Mm -hmm. So Alien Worlds is at number eight, four hundred and twenty-five million dollar market cap. Red Fox Labs is at three hundred and fifty-nine million. And look at Wax. Both of them are built on Wax, and then Wax is three hundred fifty-nine million. Like seriously. How are two of these projects that are built on this other project and selling on these other projects worth more than the platform it's built on? I, it's weird to me. It makes no sense whatsoever, actually. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that people are still clear. I think they're hearing about the projects um, like COGS and Alien Worlds, but they haven't made the connection that, hey, without wax, none of this happens. And, and I think what has happened is the word that has gotten out about wax is starting to spread the price of wax is getting down is down from where the major league baseball announcement happened but the price of wax e has increased uh but probably from about 140 to 180 dollars or so so the if the goal was to bring awareness to the community uh, the ethereum community where there's so much money to wax they're buying in through wax e yeah, and one so basically one wax E should be the exact same price as one thousand wax P's. So with wax P being worth two hundred and thirty dollars, one wax E should be worth two hundred and thirty dollars, right? So if one right. if if well, I don't know if I said that right, if one wax P is worth twenty three cents, mm -hmm. times that by a thousand, that's two hundred and thirty dollars. That's what a wax E should be. So it's still not even on par with what wax E what wax P should be. It's not it's not where it should be yet still kind of trailing behind it i didn't see this but apparently on april 17th it hit 208 dollars um so but it's not really tracking yet there's really no market cap for it yet and volume is really low on it so it doesn't take a whole lot to to move it i, I don't know i guess uh we'll see as uh, as time goes on so the uh the big stories this week animoca killing it look at this 9.28 million dollars in nfts in three days sold for the sandbox and the f1 delta time game dang skippy you know what i mean we've said this before everything animoca touches turns to gold for the most part so far sandbox land sale in progress they sold 5.9 million worth of that and there was at this time there was still 668 premium land nfts left for sale and then they had the f1 delta time uh, segment sale that ended with a 3.38 million. It's not bad to have three days where you just make $10 million in those three days. Not too bad. We're big fans of Animoca. And actually, oh, by the way, we advise uh, them and we work with Yatsu over there, who is the chairman of the board. Uh, and we help with marketing on some of these projects. We're just big fans of them. They're not actually sponsoring this show. We're just, they're just killing it. And we want to let you guys know what's up. Yeah, and um, I'm actually going to log in here for those who haven't seen Sandbox just because I'm curious to see what kind of land they have that is still available in the sale for those of you that might want to take advantage of this because there's some, there's some big names that are buying land here in, um, in Sandbox. And, and the official URL for the site is sandbox.game this is this is the, the where the sales taking place and i'm guessing the green ones are land that is for sale 
Um, I'm assuming the green ones are. Look at this. Look at the size of this. Or the ones that say Fort on sale at OpenSea, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe those. Look at the size of the Gemini property. Huge. And I guess that's an artist of some kind there. There's a CryptoPunks property. I don't know if they're like official CryptoPunks, but in Sandbox is reserving some of their own. And uh, we're actually talking with spot. them. Um, roll yeah, we want a spot. We want, a, we want Bad Cryptopia to be somewhere, right? We've, uh, we're talking to them about doing some cool stuff with them. And uh, in time, we will reveal that. Oh, there's Whale Shark's spot right there. He's got that one. And he's got that one and that one. These right here, these red ones, these are mine. I bought mm. these. Um, and this is like this parcel of land here. You're right by this, the Illuminati. Yeah, I know them. This, 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 uh, <laughs> this chunk, guys. this chunk of land here was from this is phase one sale. So my property dates back to uh, to the very beginning. So even those other red ones are yours, too. The, there's four, I own I own four of them right here. Gotcha. All right. Those are, those are, this is my land. See, it's, it's barren. The cows ate away all of the uh, the grass that was there, and there's nothing left. All right. All the settlers burned all the trees, and now they mm -hmm. only ran out of fuel, and then they everybody starved and died, and they died of dysentery. Yeah. Because you don't so, want to dysentery, because he will beat your ass when you dysentery. You don't want to be dissing him. Yes. Travis Wright making the show even more unlistenable. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and gadget.com look at this travis edward snowden sold an nft at auction uh, for charity for 5.5 million dollars 2224 ethereum and they spelled here on engadget they spelled ethereum wrong <laughs> i noticed that look at that yeah come so on he guys he's called stay free and uh, that piece right there, digital artwork, uses the pages from the landmark court ruling that found the, Nat the NSA's mass surveillance activities to be in violation of the law to form an image of the whistleblower's face on a photo taken by Platon. So Ooh. basically, you can kind of see his face there in with it, throughout all the documents. And there you go. That's a $5.5 million NFT, I guess, Joel. That's what a $5.5 million NFT looks like. Okay. I, I guess it's a piece of history. Um, it's certainly so, a piece of history. And, and I guess you could say it's art. Um, I, I don't know. $5.5 million. I mean, it's got his signature on it. There's that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he obviously, uh, I, it's for charity. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. So, well, please, sir. Dow is the one who bought it. And, um, it's a DAO. They said they're going to they're going to continue to buy and commission NFT artworks, invest in decentralized finance, and run an incubator to advance its mission. So that's that's who bought it. P L E A S R D A O, and uh, they're a DAO, and they probably had a bunch of different tokens in their dowry and decided to use it to, to buy this to maybe even maybe even give some marketing to their company. And uh, look, they were outbidding it several times. Somebody mm -hmm. AAA wanted it. And uh, please, her dad was like, no, dog. A battle between them. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'll tell you what, if uh, please, her Dow sells it at a profit, guess who's going to be knocking on their door? The IRS, according to CNBC, 
not the most reliable news source in the world and bound to probably get some things very wrong about crypto and NFTs, says IRS is probing the dark web to look for cryptocurrency and NFT tax evasion. You know, they don't have to look on the, the dark web to find people not paying crypto taxes, just knock on your neighbor's door probably. And it's not because people are avoiding paying taxes. They might not even understand that you're, you know, the, the way crypto gains work and NFT gains. Mm. Says here that the uh, IRS commissioner, Charles Reddick said the U S fails to collect as much as 1 trillion in taxes owed each year, partially due to the explosion of cryptocurrencies. Think about that. The total crypto market is around 2 trillion. Mm-hmm. So they're saying what half of that's owed to the IRS. Is, is that what they're trying to claim there? Or they're just saying all the taxes are due uh, or trillions. But then, but then you have Congress that is just like, Hey, we're going to pass a $3 trillion bill. Like where's this money come from? They're just printing it out of thin air. And it's just, it's unbelievable how the whole system works. Yeah. Why don't they just, you know, instead of collecting all these taxes, just print the money and throw it into the IRS coffers. There you go. I there mean, you go. It's paid off. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> We've eliminated we've eliminated the the need for the IRS, Joel. Just print more money and just give it to them. There you go. We are not financial advisors. We are not um, NFT advisors. We are not accountants. We are not attorneys, and we are not doctors. Though we would make very dashing ones on television. Yeah. Uh, so we have talked to some folks about you know crypto and taxes and NFTs, and apparently the IRS is like using technology that's like forty years old. And like that they're, that they're behind on innovation. And I tell you this, the NFT market is not even policing itself enough to be able to, to determine like what would be a taxable and what would not be taxable based on what you, there's just no, there's not, there's the tracking doesn't exist. And if the tracking doesn't exist and the IRS is 40 years behind on their technology, like it would seem to me that it would be a couple of years before they get it figured out on how to maybe even do it correctly. It would seem. Well, lots of people are taking advantage of the NFT hype right now. And there is a real estate broker in California. His name is Shane Dolgoroff, and he is selling a house at 221 Dryden Street in Thousand Oaks, California. Um, And he has an NFT that is a psychedelic flavored video of the house. He has got it up on OpenSea with a price of a, a minimum bid of $117,000. Uh, there's no bids yet, but the house previously sold for three quarters of a million, according to Zillow. So you would think that somebody would come in and bid for this place in California and get the NFT of the house. Right. So basically, he put a minimum bid up for 117000 when the house sold for $746,000 recently. You know, selling that house for 48 e that that's a big L. You're losing a lot of money if you're doing that. And why wouldn't there be a bid on this yet? So I'm actually going to go and look to OpenSea to see if there it is. is there is not yet a bid. Uh, that is, there is a reserve on it, which has not been met. But there's the NFT flying in colors. And you can see that's kind of cool, actually. I like the NFT. There's the house. And it does this little animation and uh, there is an individual. What was that like an alien peeking out over it right there behind? And then the moon rises behind the mountains. A UFO comes in. Another UFO comes in. Another one. Okay. The aliens are here, gang. Wow. And here comes the moon. Nice. This is fun. This is um, is is a a nice NFT and it it comes with a house. (laughs) 
It comes with the actual house. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm going to keep an eye on this on the 23rd, and um, I might be bidding on me for a house. I mean, in California, because then you could literally probably take it and then go and sell it on Zillow for 500000 Wait, Or just the NFT. Yeah, just sell the NFT and keep the house. <laughs> this is really interesting. I wonder what his reserve is. It's got to be close to you know the price of the house, you would think. Well, wouldn't the minimum bid be the reserve price? But that's not necessary. Not necessarily no. the case. No. Reserve price not met. You know, it's like auctions on eBay are the same. There's a minimum bid, and you put that out there to get people, you know, interested in bidding. But uh, so far, it's not happened, and it's had 2,600 views. So maybe a listener to the show wants to buy a house, and uh, if you end up buying this from Shane, tell him that you heard it on the Nifty Show, and maybe he'll give us uh, a three square foot of land so we could say we're California lords. <laughs> <laughs> or just or just give us 3% like that ha- typically happens for real estate salesmen. <laughs> right. We want our cut. Yeah. If we don't get it, we're going to send Vladislav Sopov after you. Do it. Uh, NFTbank.ai. These guys have raised $1.4 million, and they want to make it a one-stop platform for all types of NFTs. I I would love to see a one-stop platform that really is cross-chain for everything. I don't know if that's what these guys are doing, but... Uh, you know, we talked to the guys from OpenSea ages ago, and we're like, well, what about Wax? You know, what about Phantasma? What, what about these other chains uh, and including them on, um, on your site? And yeah, you know, we're planning. We'll do it. Let's go. Yeah, they're always like, uh, no, dog, we're not going to do that yet. We're thinking about doing it. We're thinking about doing some things, but probably not. And then you got people sending out like uh, non-fungible, non-fungible.com going, oh, yeah, here's the state of all things NFT, and they didn't even include wax. Like, so right. people aren't even considering what's going on. And, um, yeah, so they want to create a, um, you know, a it looks like, as you said, a cross-chain sort of place for people to um, mm-hmm. to sell their NFTs. That's one thing we've been talking about is, an, is a big need for a long time. Like, we own nifty.market, but it's not anything yet. But it would be awesome if it could someday become a cross-chain NFT marketplace. You know, that's what's really needed. Integrated within Ethereum, with Polygon, with Wax, with Flow, with, um, you know, Engine, and some of those other ones. Like, that would be really cool. That would be something that's like, there's the one-stop shop for your NFTs, right? And we need that. And someday it'll happen. It's not there yet. This article says that the marketplace is integrated with all the Ethereum and Polygon projects, supports collectibles from the Sandbox, Axie, League of Kingdoms, and in the near future, NFTbank.ai will uh, integrate Clayton. I think that's the Tron chain, Flow, and Immutable X blockchains. Immutable X is the Gods Unchained chain while the releases of complicated nft focused products are also in sight and i'm you know i'm proofing here on the fly right here this article on you.today blockchain what is blockchain do you well don't be racist joel that's that's a chinese guy (laughs) and um he's 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 really important in the nft space so don't don't be dogging on on blockchain but uh yeah again we're 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 uh Discre- discreetly un- unlistenable. Yes. I think we are. Mm-hmm. 
All right, this this right here, folks, on the next this next uh, piece of content on the Intelligencer, which is in the New York Magazine, talks about some things that a lot of us, you know, maybe don't know about. Right? And it's like, what is the meaning of all this money? What is this new space? There's nothing to do except gamble. Welcome to the non fungible, memeified, crypto denominated, degenerate future of finance, which basically means decentralization, folks. And this is a really big piece of article that talks about SPACs, which are um, special purpose acquisition companies. Uh, I believe that's the right acronym for that. We talked with uh, Megan Casper of uh, Magnetic a, a couple of days ago on Bad Crypto episode number 505, which we dive into SPACs, badco.in forward slash 505. And just really talking about, this is a really long article that's talking about what they believe the future of finance is, what are NFTs, what are SPACs, what's going on in the crypto world, what is Elon Musk doing? And I think it, it seemed like somebody who kind of understands it a little bit. They want to understand it, but they're still sort of skeptical of it. They think we're all memeified monkeys. That's what they basically think. <laughs> they might be right. You can read this article as well as the others that we're covering in our show notes on the website. Simply go to nifty.show forward slash 49 and you will find links to all of those articles here as well so the nft game market is on fire is on fuego it is super hot do you get my drift startups are raising a lot of money the article here on beincrypto.com talks about some of the big milestones that are being hit of course you know we've talked about patrick mahomes and his nfts we've talked about nba top shot uh, ml uh, major league baseball is coming we've had some major game developers such as ubisoft uh, doing some stuff in RPGs that have some NFT aspects to them. Uh, Affinity is a platform from Engine that's being presented as an NFT-specific blockchain-based uh, platform on Polkadot infrastructure. You know, if you look at how big the gaming world is outside of blockchain, it's bigger. It's much bigger than Hollywood, right? It's a massive, massive industry. Imagine what happens as all of these gaming platforms gamify with nfts mm -hmm. real ownership yeah and again it talks about alien worlds down here in, the, in that article as well uh raising two two million dollars plus and they're becoming the second most used app on the gaming market and so a lot of these games and a lot of these collectibles and a lot of these collectibles have sort of crafting features and different nftivities that you can do with them after the fact that sort of gamify the whole thing and and think about it you know, you're talking about this compared to the entertainment industry, gaming versus the entertainment industry. Well, think of how many empty movie theaters there are all around the world mm -hmm. at this point, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, who's going to movies right now? Even though even though movie theaters are opening back up for the most part, like that's just out of the normal uh, activities that people do. Like that's just not something I don't you know. Some people would go to a movie every couple of weeks and go see a movie. But over the last year, that didn't happen. So that's no longer a habit. Is that going to be something that, that picks back up? I would say not. I think that's one of the reasons why NFTs have sort of exploded over the last year is the fact that, well, there's limited entertainment. So you can sit at home and watch Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or Disney or, you know, HBO Max or any of the other ones that are popping up. Or, you know, you can collect little digital collectibles on, on your devices and have fun with that and connect with your community. So, yeah, a lot of money in this space. And I think it's only growing.
I want to give a shout out to Julia Magus, who uh, wrote this piece because she gets it and she's echoing something we've been saying. The last paragraph, the sheer volume of investment in the space is mute testimony to the fact that the NFT market is only just starting to grow. The bubble was just a periodic occurrence spawned of hype fueled by spontaneous profiteering interests that could not stand up to the real application of NFT technology and its potential. She is spot on. Good job, Julia. Good job, Julia. MLB, it's uh, by, by actually by the time you've listened to this, the launch has already taken place. We're recording this episode on the Monday, um, the 20th, and it's the 21st that this actually happens that Tops is launching the uh, Major League Baseball NFT set on the Wax blockchain. So by the time you hear this, the sale will have already begun. The question is, will they sell out and how quickly? Because it's a pretty big launch. Yeah, they have like, what, 50,000 packs or something crazy on each one of them? Like, so they have the they have the $100.35 pack or 45 card pack or something. And then they have the they have the, the lesser pack. But there's like there's like 100,000 packs total. Last I last I saw there's going to be like 1.3 million total cards in the set. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a lot of cards. You can see right here, here's the standard pack. And if I click here, it shows how people can purchase these. So the standard pack, there's 50,000 of them um, and they're five bucks each with six collectibles. And then the premiums, there's 24,090 packs. A few have been, looks like they've been brought off for promos, 45 cards, for $99 there it's uh, for, for Fiat only. They did do some promos. Actually um, it looks like there's more promos coming tomorrow. So those of you listening to the show, you might have a chance to get a one card promo pack from tops. They gave away a bunch of them already and that one's over, but more are coming uh, during the sale tomorrow. They're really, I- I'm pleased to see that tops is really working their pre-launch game here to, uh, to get people ready for this because they also did the, uh, for the first 10,000, they gave away a, uh, what do they call it? Season opener pack that you, you got one of them and I got one of them. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like at this, I'm, I'm just did the math. 15 hours from now, that's going to be like 8 a.m. Central Time. Uh, so 9 a.m. Eastern is when that new one pack will be going on sale. So that, that'll have happened before, um, before you guys the, hear this. Also, sale. maybe you got one, maybe you didn't. And maybe you got one of these, the opening day pack right here. They did 10,000 of them. And uh, those went really quickly for sign up. You just had to sign up and they sent them to you. Mine's sitting here in my wallet. Um, one card pack or what is it? No, I think there's more than one card in these. I think that there's uh, maybe five. And um, again, speaking to you in the future uh, from the past, I believe that those pack openings for those cards happen on Monday as well. Mm, I know this because I'm on the NBA, M- MLB a butt app all the time and i would say like every week they have like multiple different series different packs things coming out and uh the way that they do it is each one of so they have their the regular bunt series but then they have it in like multiple tiers so they have like the white tier the blue tier the green tier the uh the gold tier 
and it's like tier one through tier seven is what I saw last year. And so like, if you open up one of the new packs, you might get one of the new cool cards, but the other ones are fillers from those other tiers. Mm. So they're always filling up those other cards. So it's like, I just finished the white set uh, of 300 cards uh, just yesterday while I was opening up some packs. So I, I could foresee them launching this set, but then also launching additional sets just along the way. And look at these. They got, they got different. Yeah, there's di there's different tiers. Well, here, this is their basic standard pack with six collectibles. You can see they go on sale on Tuesday. Here is the opening day pack. And, and actually, an hour after we're recording this, an hour from now, Trav, which will be Monday at uh, what time is it? Let's see, Monday at 7 Eastern, I can actually open this pack. I don't think I'm going to, though. I think I'm just going to hodl this. I, you know, I used to collect baseball cards when I was a boy. I, don't really collect them anymore. I'm going to buy packs and open some just because I want to experience the opening of some and maybe getting something super cool. But I'm a collector. I'm I'm hodling this stuff. Are you going to pop your pack? Um, you know what? I only have one of them, so I, I might not. Mm -hmm. You know what? That that sort of you know NBA top shots and and MLB popping up on wax. You know what it's done to me? Hmm. It, it's got me going on eBay and finding like old school cards that I've always wanted that I've never had in my collection. And, uh, and I was been using this auction sniper on eBay. I just picked up a Walter Payton rookie huh. that the corners it's perfectly centered. The corners look really good. Like I think it's at least an eight or a nine, if it's going to be graded. And I picked it up for a little over 300 bucks. And I was like, man, that's Walter Payton. That could be that, that could be like a PSA nine grade. If that's a PSA nine grade Walter Payton rookie, that thing's worth like five grand. Right. And so, and then a, a couple of years ago, I went on and I got a 1941 Ted Williams, uh, who played for the, the the Boston Red Sox. 1941, he batted 406. I got a I got a mint nine. It's almost a mint 10. Uh, Ted Williams, 1941 baseball card, super rare. And I got that thing for less than, less than 400 bucks. And it's, it's just like, it's unbelievable how much some of these are worth. Now I got a bid on a, um, a, a Charles Barkley rookie. I was looking to get a Michael Jordan rookie, but there's just no way I'm going to pay those premiums for a Michael Jordan rookie. Mm -hmm. I remember back in 86, uh, the, the place where I lived, they never got those 86 Fleer basketball cards ever delivered to my pharmacy. So I never, I was never able to buy any, but some of my friends went up to the city and went to the malls and picked up some box. I got a buddy of mine, Seth, who has like four Michael Jordan rookies. He's got like multiple sets of that 1986. And it's just like those cards right there, those four Michael Jordan rookies. I know one of them's at least a, a mint nine. He's got like a hundred thousand dollars worth of cards that I know he just bought one box of, uh, of those Fleer wax packs back in the day for like maybe 20 bucks. Wow. Can you imagine taking 20 bucks and then turning it into a hundred grand down the road. It's crazy. Amazing. Well, here's a good reason to not count anybody out. There's an article here on Daily Coin, and the headline is Jake Paul NFT fail, a sign of things to come. And basically, uh, YouTuber Jake Paul 
put an auction up for an NFT that's a video of him knocking out Nate Robinson in November 2020. The auction uh, had a $10 million buy it now. And uh, this article was written before it was over. And it said the highest bid for this remains $11,000 after 48 hours. But uh, what they didn't do is go and look, you know, you make these kinds of predictions. It didn't sell for 10 million, but it did sell for 1.1 million, which for a a single NFT video, I'm thinking that's a good deal. (laughs) That is not a fail. Right. You know what I want to see is I want to see the fight of Jake Paul and Logan Paul, the brothers. I want to see them. And then they just fight to the death and then both of them somehow die. And then we never have to hear from them again. Is that, is that harsh? That's, and then can I buy that NFT? I'll pay a million dollars for that NFT. That is not nice at all. That is a, that is a very harsh. You know what's un- so crazy? Both those guys were super asshole bullies when they were growing up in high school mm. and like they've never had any of their comeuppance and here they are. Now they're boxing and taking their bulliness to a new level and making millions of dollars and selling NFTs. And they're both kind of assholes. So it's like, well, uh, I mean that, you know, it rains on the just and the unjust and, um, sometimes what is it billy joel said only the good die young i guess so all right i guess that's why we're getting older because we're we're not the good i don't know i'm not i'm not exactly sure what that guys are good crypto punks if you have one of these from back in the day that would be good yeah they they were free ridiculously priced now yeah it's five figures each i mean whales are buying up the stuff like crazy and i mean i guess i understand a little bit of the fascination with them they were the first right? NFTs that were really distributed to masses. And by masses, I mean, what was there? 10,000 of them that people were nerding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now um, people are paying a lot of money for these, especially the low mints. Gosh, look at these. Number two, number 58, 30, 532, 635, 602, 768, 603, and 757 are being auctioned off. Mint number two, CryptoPunk. Can you imagine? Christie's is going to auction these. They're like, yeah, you know, after what they saw happen with people, like, yeah, we'll auction NFTs. We don't need to that hang it like on the idea. wall. Yeah, let's let's do some more of those. So they're going to be auctioning off ten of these rare ones by Christie's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now it's just one of those things as, as the ebb and flow of of NFTs are going up and going down. The price of a lot of these crypto punks have gone down substantially. And uh, the price floor has moved to around five ETH for one. I don't know. I think I'd probably pay a couple ETH for one, maybe just to get, just so I have one because it's kind of old school, but it's like some of these have been going for 40 ETH and like one, a batch of 34 of them was purchased by a whale for 557 ETH uh, earlier in the year. That's just crazy. Well, if you knew that, you know, you were going to spend that much on it, but you know, a year later, you'd be able to sell it for twice that you'd be all over it. Maybe. But it's a, it's interesting speculation. Uh, there's a lot of philosophical questions around NFTs, and there's a piece here on NFT Radar that we're going to put in the show notes for you. The title is Who Can Sell a Wonder Woman NFT? And what it's talking about is who is entitled to sell it? Is it a DC Comics that owns the license to it? What if somebody's got some fan art um, that you know they have changed up and it's not a duplicate of what uh, DC publishes, but the artist you know who wants to go ahead and sell his artwork. There's all kinds of derivative artwork out there. Yeah, was he one of the original artists back at Marvel or DC? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming so. He's uh, he's 87 years old, 
and um, he he was introduced to NFTs by his his grandson, Good Anya grandson. Uh, there's a picture of the guy right here doing his drawings. His name is uh, Jose uh, Delbo, and he's been drawing his whole life. Mm, yeah, he was drawing superheroes for Marvel and DC Comics, mm-hmm. and he did that decades ago. And then I guess earlier this year with COVID, he started to uh, to start drawing some things again, and uh, he made a nice little chunk of money, I think, right from his from his apartment there in Miami. Well, here's the thing that he would go to Comic Cons and he was allowed to create, you know, artwork right there on the space and, and, you know, customize it for people and sell them. Right. So he was able to basically draw these things that he was paid by DC to draw in comics and sell them as one offs to people. But they're saying you can't sell NFTs with DC characters. Mm. Even if you're one of the artists who've been drawing them for years. Sticky, sticky wicket right there uh, here's some good news sir lord travis nfts for good uh mick jagger and dave grohl are the latest to sell nft collectibles and they're doing it for uh for charity they've got a new song called easy sleazy and uh, it is a 3d animated video they sold on nifty gateway for fifty thousand dollars hmm I kind of like, yeah, yeah I, I like those. So I like those it. artists. I'm a big fan of Mick Jagger. I've actually seen Mick uh, and the, the boys there from Rolling Stones in concert, took both of my kids to that show, which how cool is it? But both of my kids have seen the Rolling Stones and they've seen Paul McCartney. So it's like, you know, and they saw them relatively young. So it's like as they get older and, and the Rolling Stones and the Beatles are all the Beatles are gone. How cool is it to be like, I saw them in concert. Like, how cool mm-hmm. is that? And then Dave Grohl, big fan of Dave Grohl, saw him in Nirvana and saw him in Foo Fighters several times. And here they are jumping into the to the madness. So that you could see the NFT right here. It's this uh, human humanoid form. It's a man. Uh, then it's a woman. Then it's a man again. And it keeps changing colors. They're naked, by the way. And uh, although the, the woman is, you know, they're definitely both naked. Um, but on the man, he's got no parts as he's running through the uh, these heads and smack you just got to go look at it go look at the show notes and and check out this nft there's music well, to go like with he's it he's got it well. right there for one second it's like when he's going through that there he goes like he's got a little bit of a wanker there for a second but goes <laughs> i know some people that are wankers for this more is than the a tiny second. wang disappears poor guy the anyway, uh it's it's, called it's, sleazy sleazy easy sleazy. sleazy yeah there's audio to go with it but i'm not going to play it because i don't want to get a, uh, uh, a a youtube strike for check it, it out. the winner the winner of the auction piece was uh, brock pierce oh there you go yeah so i uh, you know brock is here in uh, in crypto rico which is where i am now so i'm hoping to uh and you're going to be visiting soon and maybe we can go meet up with him while you're here Maybe so. and, and go see his easy sleazy NFT. Yeah, show us, brother. So this one uh, from adage.com, you know, NFTs are making their way into the mainstream. And apparently Pringles came up with a piece of art called Crypto Crisp. And uh, some dude bought it for $4,100. Yeah. Yeah. No, he bought it for two dollars. Well, he yeah, but he sold it, so somebody bought it. Right, so it was a two dollar NFT, but gas fees were a hundred dollars, so it cost him a hundred and two to buy it. But I'm laughing because then he sold it for fifteen hundred dollars a few days later. 
Yeah. Congratulations. And then and that person sold it for $40,000 later than that person sold it for 200,000. <laughs> no, that hasn't happened yet. That's in the future. And there's a crypto punk eating the Pringles. Now this really? one file okay. under super ridiculous, super, okay. super ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, from futurism.com. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. So an artist sold an NFT of one single pixel square for $1.7 million. What? Why? Who? Which? God, I could, you know how many, you know how many different pieces of artwork I could create like that with just one pixel? How many different colors are there? I don't you know. Just so, on the gray one. It wasn't even that sexy. Like, here's my one pixel. The artist, you're going to show your pixel up on your digital screen with your black and then your one gray pixel. It just looks like your digital display is messed up. The artist's name is Pack, P-A-K. Yeah. And uh, this guy, I don't know if this is the guy who bought it, but the quote here in the article is from Colin Goltra. And he said, Pack is our Picasso. One pixel. Yeah. So this is all what you're looking at here is all PAX work. This was, uh, I guess, some of these were sold on Nifty Gateway. They sold PAX. Yeah, but a single pixel by the artist who did something really cool. It's like, here's something really crappy that an artist who's actually talented did. Here I put on my Photoshop. I just put one dot. Here you go. Please buy it for some millions. How ridiculous. That to me is ridiculous. That's almost this stuff right here almost makes us unlistenable. Almost. Uh, this too would make us almost unlistenable. Remember the uh, Chris Crocker guy? I think it's a guy. I'm, I'm, I actually I shouldn't assume Zer's gender here, but Chris Crocker had that leave Britney alone. That video from like 15 years ago. He was it, crying under a blanket. It's yeah. an NFT. Yeah. He launched the NFT, put it on foundation for a starting price of 10 Ethereum. And uh, somebody bought it for 18.7 Ethereum for over $44,000. So the leave Britney alone clip has now been owned by somebody else. Yeah, that was in 2007 when uh, when uh, Crocker tearfully cr- defended Britney Spears after she was, you know, she shaved her hair off and was like attacking cars with umbrellas and stuff. And she was going through her, she's going through a phase. So. Crocker says, I made this video as a gender bending teenage high school dropout in my grandparents' bedroom. I had no idea the impact its message would have years later. Maybe society is finally starting to get it. <laughs> Do you think that that's it? Do you think that that people bought this NFT for $44,000? Somebody bought it because society is starting to get, get what? To leave Britney alone? Is that they finally left Brittany alone. Is that what we're supposed to? That's because she's a, she's irrelevant now. She's almost really. unlistenable. Yeah. <laughs> you know who was really unlistenable? Us. We are. We are. <laughs> because a, a British uh, writer from The Spectator, which is, you know, the, the British publication, he's got this article here. And it's called, it's almost touching that the NFT world sees itself as radical. His name is uh, John Phipps. Hey, John, how you doing? Our regards to the queen. He, uh, he reviewed two podcasts that talk about NFTs. One of them uh, was called, let's see here. What's the name of the other show? Red, Red, uh, Red Scare. Red Scare. Podcast with Dean Kissick. Okay. 
and uh, he talks about Dean in it and 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 uh, how they do the show. But this this is the part I love. I'm going to read from the article itself. Could you do it in a bit of a British wanker accent? A bit of a wanker. Listening to the Nifty Show, an enthusiast-only production from the house of the equally unlistenable Bad Crypto Podcast, you can get a sense of what the space looks like on the inside. Bullocks, blimey. They didn't say that. The Nifty Show has the feel of American sports news broadcasting, a constant half-shouted narration of nothing. Our hosts are Joel Com and NF Travis. NFTs are all the rage, says NF Travis. And my name starts with T, baby, so <laughs> rock and roll. My notes read, kill me now. <laughs> my notes read, kill me now. And I want I want to show you. Hold on, let me share my screen if you would be so kind. So Lord, okay, and, and then we have to read the rest of this because we have to read funnier. the rest. And I want, I want you to realize this, folks. Whenever you're hearing this article being read, I want you to realize that this is the guy who wrote it. This is some little Lord Fauntleroy looking motherfucker who doesn't look happy at anything. Like nothing amuses this guy. He's like my poor pathetic life, but at least I got myself a really spiffy shirt so I can seem ironic when I'm talking shit on others. But really, I'm a sad, miserable twat. Anyway, as you were, Joe Com, you go back to that's that's NF Travis signing off. I like his shirt. I do. Yeah, I think, it's like, I th- he looks like the most unhappy, miserable cunt I, I've ever seen. And that's what you would call him because he's in Britain and that's what they call each other. I, thought, say that, that over I thought they did in Australia. They that's do it the, there too. No, it's huge okay. over in, in, in the UK and in Australia. That's all they call each other. And so he just looks like he looks whiny. He looks miserable, <laughs> unhappy. And I could just, when I, when I read this, after I saw his face, I couldn't stop laughing. I know it's 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 pretty hilarious. So NFTs are indeed all the rage. Joel and NF Travis, I guess that's your official name because that's what you've had on the Zooms many times, have been running this podcast once a week since mid 2019. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's actually been uh, once a week since mid 2020, and now twice a week. In December, they say the NFT trading market was worth 12 million. Now it's worth more than 500 million. Yet there's already a note of auto critique in the chatter, a slight disillusion seeping in at the edges they're beginning to get annoyed by the garbage that's flooding their screens by the meaningless vapid soul dead visual culture of the nft world there really needs to be some sort of barrier to entry muses one that way we're not bombarded with just crap Uh, the hosts don't believe they're in a bubble and unerringly refer to the world of nfts as a future trillion dollar industry they're anticipating a slowdown blah 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 things that you hear us say about all the time so he's actually quoting the meaningful things that we say about nfts in this article um as as valid but when he's talking about the meaningless vapid soul dead culture of the nft world i'm thinking of the meaningless vapid critique in uh, in this article how dare you good sir how very dare you thank you for making us laugh i mean i when i led that when i read this the first time i was crying i, I thought it was so funny mm-hmm. we, let me share my screen one more time we are so unlistenable and uh, you know what it's built in to the brand we are the hosts of the bad crypto podcast what are you going to show us <sighs> I'm so bored. I just can't even deal with these NFT guys talking about these NFTs. People having fun is just such a bother to me. I think that 
you know, everyone needs to to uh, to button up the button up the super groovy shirt and uh, and do something valuable with the lies because NFTs is just trash. Oh, he especially would that feel, NF Travis guy. He would feel right at home with Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, he wouldn't. He would be like this Austin Powers guy is such a bull. Would he be more like Doctor Evil? Maybe, maybe you can make an NFT with Mister Phipps' face on Doctor Evil. Look at him; he's even got the boringest look on his face. We ever. can sell it. I think he, we should turn him into an NFT. Call it's it okay. an NF turd, <laughs> NF twat. <laughs> John, there is hope for you. There is redemption waiting for you in the world of NFTs. There's Thank not. you. Thank, no, there is. There's there's, is there's hope for everybody. Thanks for giving us uh, some lols. We appreciate it. Thank you, little Lord Fauntleroy. That's the type of critique that makes my day. Uh, you know, this last week, we were really fortunate to uh, have interviewed um, Kevin uh, Smith, the director and filmmaker and actor uh, from all those films with James. And that Silent was Bob. such a bore as well. It was so unlistenable. <laughs> well, the NFTs are going on sale. Semcore.io. Not my first choice for a website to uh, to point to this. I think they have um jay and silent bob.com uh you have to check you have to fact check me on that uh but they That's are it should be like nft.jayandsilentbob.com or something like mm-hmm. simcore is just kind of a hard name to spell but they are releasing the nfts and it is you know coming up here you could see uh if you look at the website here it's semcore's s-e-m-k-h-o-r.io and uh, you can get a chance to be in the the movie and and they've got the Kilroy teaser token and the Bluntman and Chronic cover number one happening from Ribbad. So um, I think these are, you know, when when they came to us with this, uh, these are being issued on Phantasma. I thought this is more unique than a lot of the stuff we're seeing out there that isn't pack style. Mm-hmm you know, stuff on wax. I'm like, all right, there's, there's some, you know, really interesting value. They got, um, you know, he got Jason Muse to record some fresh audio for it. That's new. They've created something that's totally on brand with the Jay and silent Bob brand. There's an opportunity to win a cameo by getting, you know, the, the special platinum token NFT in one of these regular, you know, purchases. So I, I kind of dig it. I was like, oh, kill me now. <laughs> so boring. Uh, we've got our thing coming up too. this month's uh, artistic uh, interpretation of the Bitcoin price in 2010, which was how much was it? January 3rd, 2010? It was uh, four cents, four cents. Uh, this one is going to be going on sale on the 21st. It is the Puma Yana piece. And uh, unfortunately, my screen is not big enough to show you this whole thing. I'm going to turn the audio on so you could hear it as well. Check this out. So that's going to loop. And and be super awesome. There's only 21 of these. This is the one of one auction version. And then the 21 of the others has got a different frame on it. They're going to go in a heartbeat. Um, and so pretty excited to bring that one out. Those are always fun. Every month on the 21st of the month 
is when we do the Bitcoin Elite. So you know, there's only 21 million Bitcoin. And so we figure, hey, on the 21st of every month, we will bring you a new Bitcoin collection piece from the Bitcoin Elite. So mm-hmm. always having great artists creating new stuff. And uh, it's, it's not that boring at all. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's somewhat interesting. Uh, The last piece also has to do with what we're creating because we're not just covering the blockchain space. We are creators in the NFT world. And uh, don'tbuymeme.com, the the blockchain hero Pint Size is going to be making his debut on this platform. I don't see that it's listed yet. It should be up here soon at don'tbuymeme.com. It'll go live on the 24th, I believe. That's uh, Saturday, right? Saturday, the 24th of April. It'll go live at 1.37 p.m. Eastern time. Now, educate me, Travis. They're they're launching us at 1.37 p.m. Gary V has a site called 1.37 p.m.com. I don't even know the significance of it. I, I feel totally ignorant and out of the loop. What is the significance of 1.37? I don't know. I know that 1.337 is, is supposed to be leet, right? It's leet speak. I don't know what 1.37 means. <clears throat> is there? What is the significance of... 137 uh, you there's some of you out there right now they're going oh my gosh you're you're unlistenable joel com you're unlistenable and okay here it is uh, according to wikipedia 137 is the natural number following 136 and preceding 138 oh but okay. if you go to, I found this piece right here. I mean, that's that's basically what Wikipedia told me. But uh, BigThink.com says it's one of the greatest mysteries in physics. And uh, Richard Feynman, who is a famous physicist, thinks that 137 holds the answer to the universe, um, not 42. I thought 42 hmm. was the meaning of life. And apparently- Well, there is one right here on how stuff works. Why is 137 the most magical number? And so it is a, it's a key to unlocking the universe. If you're expecting an incantation in some ancient language uttered by a holy man sitting cross-legged on a mountaintop, the, the answer might surprise you and disappoint you because the answer might just be 137. Ah, well, there you go. Now, now, you know, um, so I don't have the, uh, the artwork handy to show pint size, but this is the first time a blockchain hero is found its way outside of the wax blockchain and will be issued exclusively in four different variations on Ethereum at, uh, don't buy meme.com. Mm-hmm. Travis is and, tired. Uh, He's what, over what there yawning. It might be so unlistenable. Um, what, what, how much is a meme token worth now? Because I know I sold mine at around 500. Uh, you should have huddled that meme token. I'm going to go here to coin gecko really quick. I want to say around 2200 or so, but it's number 513 in market cap. The token symbol is M E M E. Uh, actually with the latest crypto pullback, it's currently at 2014. Uh, you could only stake five meme at a time on don't buy meme and you will earn five pineapples for every day that you're staking those five meme you'll need at least 15 pineapples those three days of staking five meme to get the common variation of pint size 
30 pineapples, which uh, then six days of staking to get the uh, epic version and 45 pineapples to get the legendary version. And then there's going to be a, there's a one of one, which is an auction version that people will bid on it in ETH. So uh, that'll, that'll be showing up on the website here in the next couple of days at don'tbuymeme.com. Very good. Yeah, they've they've elevated that whole system and they've gotten some funding. Don't buy memes. Gotten some funding from some pretty big players and they're they're uh, sprucing up their website and their deliverables and everything else. So that'd be great. I think it's uh, you know what I was just like because I bought mine. I think I bought them like 150 bucks and then they went up to 400 bucks and they went down to like 200. And they got back up to 500. I was like, all right, I'm getting out of them because I kept staking my my uh, pineapples and. And then I would have a ton of leftover pineapples. I couldn't do anything with them. And I, I just was, was a crybaby bitch and got rid of them. You are. Yes. And you were bored. You were bored. I was with bored. I was like, oh, these meme tokens are just, uh, kill me now. Our I'm next episode. I'm going to put on my fancy shit and someone kill me in it. We are. We'll be back on Friday with the live uh, show, and it will, oh, be, it will equally, be so miserable as well. Equally unlistenable. We promise. Mm-hmm. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure to push the button, ring the bells, hit the subscribe, tell a friend that you are uh, you're listening to something unlistenable. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. And stay unlistenable. Yeah. And be nifty. Maybe that's going to be the name of our next podcast is unlistenable. <laughs> unlistenable. That's what they are. <laughs> Welcome to the Unlistenable Podcast, where you'll get through about three minutes of it before you turn it off. But until then, we got some quick news for you. Uh, so that would be like Yoko Ono Radio, right? Just play. <laughs> we probably just offended him because he probably thinks Yoko is art. Oh, Bob. <laughs> He's like the Eeyore of journalism. <laughs> NFTs, they really suck. Bad crypto's really bad. We're all gonna die. Travis is a twat. Woe is me.